1: It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the Bulldog.
2: And don't even talk to me about weed.
1: On WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to Phoenix. I mean, not us. Okay. (laughs) Too late. Well, not actually. It's not too late, is it? Eric Wood went today. Yeah. Some are just getting there. Some are already back. As we'll talk to Ross later. (laughs) Right. Tyler Dunn with us now, one of the finest writers in pro football. Tyler, our friend, joining us on the West Her Hotline. How's your week been? What's, what's been the highlight?
3: Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much uh, for having me the highlight. You know, it was probably uh, getting off the elevator here at the Renaissance and bumping into Luke Combs. Uh, you, it, it was one of those weird encounters where, wait a minute, that, that, that's Luke Combs. And we just I kind of didn't know what to say. Uh so I just kinda nodded to him and he nodded back to me like like we were old pals. So right, that's probably right not. up there.
2: All right, dude nod is good. Yeah. Googling Yeah, yeah. Googling Luke Combs. Uh your, your highlight your holiday comes tonight. Don't you have a, a really is that tonight or tomorrow, excuse me? The the happy hour you've got.
3: Yes. Yes. That's uh tonight. Jamal Williams, he is <laughs> he is a riot. Um Packers Lions led the NFL in rushing. He's just a just a wild personality, as uh, as most football fans know. It's, he always is pressing his luck in the end zone, right? It's it's usually two pumps. You, usually he'll try a third pump if it was a particularly you know electric touchdown, and and he'll get fined for it, but he really doesn't care. So yeah, we'll have him on a Zoom happy hour for our our subscribers. Um, that's at nine o'clock Eastern, uh, seven o'clock Mountain here.
1: Knows to limit the pumps when it's not. The most amazing run, and most of his touchdowns were like one yard runs this year. He had this this charmed year. Very likable guy. Find out if you can whether he knows about Evan Silva's bet on him to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. I, I, I bet that got to him, but Evan won ten grand on that. Uh, after he corrected me, I asked him about it on the show once, and it wasn't before the season, but maybe Williams had two in the first game, uh, something like that, and then he placed the bet and you know scored great win. I saw you with Rob Gronkowski in one picture, I think, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, all, all of these um, these Fox Sports personalities—they're they're kind of slumming around with us there on Radio Row and having little shindigs with the with the media. So it was awesome like, to catch up with Gronk, and it was it was cool to hear that he did read the Blood and Guts and he enjoyed it. So he was unbelievably helpful with that project. I mean, to kind of take it all the way back to Buffalo to Arizona, to everything he did in the NFL uh, was a lot of fun.
1: His mom is on the cover of Woman's World, by the way. I saw, <laughs> is that right? I noticed that in the uh, Mama Gronk in the, in the checkout line yesterday. Tyler, do you think he comes back? Like, So I'm I'm drafting already for next year, and I'm up for a last-round stab at Rob Gronkowski he's talking about Jerry Jones and like you you know him well enough I think maybe well enough to know whether it's just like a game to him talking about returning or just what it is or if you think it's something he would seriously consider
3: I was dead wrong on Gronk earlier like when he when he announced that retirement last year I mean my my thinking was all right he did it before He's doing it again. He's gonna get the itch. Tom Brady's gonna to call at some point in the season, and and maybe that would have been the case if Tampa Bay was good, and and they were yeah. you know w- actually winning games convincingly. I mean, they were lucky to get to seven eight wins, whatever they finished with, uh, but it never really came to pass. I get the sense that he's done, and, and just standing right there next to him and and looking at Gronk, I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. I, I'm not sure how much he weighs. He's looking very like just very slender for Rob Gronkowski I I think that he's content like talking about football and I didn't honestly think he would get to this place I mean this is somebody who's been a glutton for punishment his entire life I mean as a kid as as a lot of the listeners here know the the mini six battles with his brothers absolutely legendary um you know they they would just beat the hell out of each other I love the move for the Gronk boys like if you antagonize one you immediately sprinted to the bathroom and shut the door and, and hunkered down. So when Chris ran after him one day, he, he like, hip-checked Rob. Rob hits his head on the bathtub. He passes out. Chris is worried that Rob may be dead in that moment. He was not dead. He, he, he survived. Uh, and he came back with a with a hockey stick to wail away at Chris. So, I mean, this is how he's lived his life forever. I mean, in the NFL, his, his favorite moments are when, you know, Earl Thomas lights him up and, you know, he's just – you know, bleeding and hurting everything from the inside, but when he when he punctured his lung. Um, but he was proud of the fact that he could get back up. I mean, that's what he takes most pride in, that he'll take your best shot, but he'll return. Uh, I do think though, that he's done with all of that and is embracing this TV career. It's easy to poke fun at Rob when he mispronounces names. I think he's getting better. I mean, he's uh, he's starting to get the hang of it, and people want Grok to be Grok. They love the fact that he's himself and authentic and just kind of says whatever's on his mind. So I I think he's got a really bright future in TV, and I think we're going to see him, as his dad said, uh, in in the movies. I mean, he's going to be an actor.
2: Forgive me, I don't have it. I I, I saw something earlier this week, one of these things that you just blow past on Twitter, and I did not – tag it like favorite it so i could access it quickly but i thought i saw something earlier this week where he was quoted as saying if he was gonna play anywhere this past season buffalo was the only place and that he's definitely done playing i mean again yeah yeah i was there
3: for that too it's uh i think that he you know he liked the bills as a kid he likes josh allen there's obviously a, a ton to love about going back home and playing for a contender uh, but I, I think it was just a, a matter of timing. It didn't pan out, and he's yeah. I, I, you, you never say never, right? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. These guys, all they've known is football, all they've known is that adulation and that competitiveness, and it's a drug. It, it's hard to just walk. I mean, look at, I mean, look at Tom Brady already. He's posting half naked pictures of himself. I mean, a lot of these guys, they love the attention. Yeah. Uh, they need it. It's, it's going to be hard for Brady to just go away and relax. Uh, but Gronk strikes me as somebody who who can find happiness outside of, you know, the athletic competition. And he's got a lot of rings. He's the greatest tight end ever. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that even yeah. if a team called, it's, it's worth it, really, especially
2: physically. The, the body is a very good clue. If he if he's slimmed down, I'm thinking of our, our friend Eric Wood who, like, you know, in a few months, it seemed like, just transformed himself once he knew he couldn't play anymore and just got, you know, just stripped off a lot of mass and, you know, got a lot healthier. And, you know, that that takes a lot of work to put back on. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree that, that that might be the biggest clue.
3: No, no doubt. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, back in high school to college and when he Rob Gronkowski is – absolutely annihilating foot-long subways with every dressing imaginable on it and cookies and milk. And, I mean, was a point of his life where he's he's trying to add weight uh, as much as possible. He, he's on the other end of that spectrum now. And yeah, He did not look like the Gronk we saw on the field when, when we were talking to him yesterday.
1: With Tyler Dunn, golongtd.com. He joins us from Phoenix. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. So, the notion of Gronkowski joining the Bills, as joining a contender – Let's talk about how much of a contender you think the Bills will be next year. The early odds are out, and there they are again. Tyler, right near the top anyway. Uh, and that will, that will evolve over the course of the offseason, but we know about their cap challenges. We know about their flaws that came to the surface when, the, how, when and how the season ended. What do you think here? Like, Are the Bills still going to look the same?
3: I I do think that they're going to look very, very similar just out of necessity, right? They can't just, you know, grab a a shopping cart and go nuts at Target. (laughs) There's just there's not a lot of money to spend. Um, They're going to be scrambling to maybe tweak contracts and get players on team friendly deals, and maybe do a little Kmart bargain shopping. Find a find a veteran on another team who. Needs just a one-year prove-it deal and likes the idea of playing for Josh Allen. Like, like Juju Smith-Schuster here with Kansas City, uh, he's been worth every penny uh, because they got him on a, on a team-friendly deal. Like he, he just wanted to go somewhere. He could put up big numbers and maybe get a big deal after that. So may, maybe that's an option for Buffalo. I, I do think it's got to be a big picture, though. They, they need Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the powers to be to sit in a room and agree to get weapons. We've talked about it. You guys have talked about it. Uh, it just blows your mind to look at their drafts and see no wide receivers in the first three rounds since those two have been together. You, you I, I, G, Gabe Davis has caught in a lot of crap, right? Like he, he had he had drops, he had some rough moments, but let's let's face it, he's a fourth round pick. In that third and two moment when Josh Allen just places that ball perfectly in his bread basket and if Tom hawked out of his hands, I mean, you could only ask a player drafted where he was drafted to do so much at some point you need to actively just hoard weapons and they've just been drafting defensive players nonstop. who who by the way haven't been getting after the quarterback they they what sack burrow and and mahomes four or five times on 122 dropbacks the last three playoff games that's you're 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 not getting that return so yeah i think you you just have to add weapons and then you have to develop players and players can get better so that's where the hope is that these these young players just improve internally and maybe the tweaks to the coaching staff helps i mean you, you do see that with both of these teams in the super bowl a lot of their players core players have just gotten better and and maybe a player like uh like a james cook on offense ascends or maybe you use naeem hines so th- there's reasons for hope but it definitely feels different than it did a year ago
2: yeah you know i i like this point about the the, the where davis was drafted I, I I think right after the Bills lost to Cincinnati we would have done our post game and when we got done uh went in I, I think wasn't Cowboys Eagles the game after that on Sunday and their CeeDee Lamb making like a beautiful contested catch downfield. I don't know if it was on a third or fourth down, but I saw the play and I just thought, Yeah, well, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes.
3: Totally. And it pays to put your ego aside, like Howie Roseman is He's got the trust of ownership. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie loves him. Um, I mean, Howie Roseman started off as a as a grunt right there with with my co-host Jim Monis and Sean McDermott. I mean, they were all kind of grunts and gophers together. You know, I think Monis was delivering like newspaper clips to the suites, and you know, and, and working in the PR department. And, and Howie is just doing that kind of work. Sean is is Andy Reid's like gopher, so they all came in together. Howie Roseman endears himself to ownership, so he trusts him. But he 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 screws up, and he doesn't own. I mean, he doesn't try to ride that screw up out. Like he drafts a wide receiver ahead of DK Metcalf, drafts a wide receiver ahead of Justin Jefferson. They both flame out, they both bust, and he just lets them go. And he keeps drafting receivers. He gets Devonte Smith. They trade for AJ Brown. So I think that's it. Pays to be like that as a GM. I mean they. They, they, they drafted Jalen Hurts one year after they gave Carson Wentz 108 million guaranteed. So, if, if there's a lesson to be gleaned from this game, maybe it's that right. They've got the Bills have tough decisions on Tremaine Edmonds at Ed Oliver. You can talk yourself in or out of both players. I think it it does pay to challenge yourself to be better. Um, this is a team that is winning divisions, winning 12, 13 games, but now they have to be judged by what happens in the playoffs. So are, are players like that getting you over the hump? I don't know.
1: Tyler, do you have a, a strong lean Sunday about the
3: game? Gosh, that's such a good question. I, I thought Philly, but then you really look at who Philly has played, who Kansas City has played. I think I think it just pays to kind of be callous this time of year. I mean, Kansas City has just been through some really hard games and, and injuries, and they find they just find a way. And they've got Patrick Mahomes on one side. They've got Chris Jones on the other side. We just see these games kind of boil down to the stars. So as, as much as you love Philly and their style of play, I got it. I, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, no.
1: Will you go to the NFL awards night tonight?
3: I will not, no. It's a, kind of a contrived red carpet event. I don't know. That,
1: that doesn't sound like you.
3: No, no, thanks. Just, just kind a of lot, a lot of BS. I'll
2: pass. I'll just, that's, be just happy I wrote Jamal Williams. That's go how. Find, go find where Luke Combs is hanging out. That's what you need.
1: Luke Combs. <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn about him. Um, yeah, that's how. That's what sort of the common thread between the three of us, or among the three of us. I, I would say, Bulldog. Remember going to the to the Astrodome?
2: Uh huh. I was thinking of this yesterday. Who did we talk to yesterday that was talking about that that kickoff event that everyone was at, or was it the day before? I don't know. I know it came up, and I and I was thinking of that Astrodome thing, and I, I remember just sort of like being in the bowels of the arena, just dying to get out of there. The whole time we were there.
1: Yeah, we got tickets or passes to this thing. Like Earl Campbell was there. I just wanted to be in the Astrodome so I could say that I had been back in there, uh, or first time since I was coherent. I was there like as a, as a two year old or something. So I liked being able to say that, but then had no interest in the rest of it uh yeah i just yeah i remember jim nance being
2: introduced like he was like uh, just the biggest rock star ever you know houston yes. natives it was a big deal and i was like i i just i just Let's somebody go. get me a beer and a tv where a hockey that. <laughs>
3: that's right I mean, did you I get his so tie bad. maybe you should ask for jim nance's tie did he present <laughs> it to somebody uh, i don't know
1: we didn't stay long enough to find out no well you've got plans anyway with your thing with jamal williams that'll be cool
2: yeah Hey, it wouldn't be an appearance with you if we didn't get your take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, uh, Tyler. Like, what? I mean, I don't know. You, know. you want you want to get off some shots about the dark cabin or whatever the hell he's doing here? Uh, non-psychedelics, I guess he's saying, uh, this time around. Um, I don't know. Like, where wh- – what's your money on with, with Rodgers and staying with the Packers, retiring, going somewhere else? Like, what do you think is going to happen?
3: Yeah, he's beyond parody at this point. I really thought that was like the Babylon Bee or the Onion or, you know, satire where that came across. But no, he he really is talking about, you know, going into a four-day retreat of darkness and having meals delivered to his house at an undisclosed location. And, oh, he's not going to take the ayahuasca this time, but this, this silence, this darkness, it can still, you know, stimulate um, hallucin- hallucinations. So that's, yeah. that's nice, Aaron. I mean, it's just – it's so strange and odd and predictable. I mean, here we are, Super Bowl week. I mean, he's experienced one of these in two decades. And I guess, I guess you know, he's got to be in the headlines. And he wants people thinking about him and talking about him. And he wants to be courted. You know, I, I get it. Everybody can, can rag on Terry Bradshaw all they want. I thought he made some really good points. We, we were talking about Aaron the other day. And he's like, you know, if he really just wanted to play, he's under contract. He's scheduled to make $58 million, you know, after he walks off the field with Aaron or Randall Cobb, you just go to the podium, say, "Hey, this was a good fight to the finish. good season. I'll, I'll see you guys next year. Let's do it but there's there's something about the mystery and the unknown that he's addicted to. um he does he, he loves this attention, he seeks it it's it's theater uh so here here we are, right? I mean, here we are all talking about Aaron Rodgers on Super Bowl week when he's not in it I, it, I mean nobody knows what's going to happen. I, I feel like Green Bay. At some point, I think that this is the offseason, they finally throw up their hands and say, all right, Jordan Love has been a backup three years. He looked damn good when he played this time around against Philly. The one time we, we saw him play, we're, we're trading Aaron Rodgers if, if somebody wants to take on most of that contract and give us a first-round pick, whatever. Because, I mean, it, this, this stuff just has to get old if you're the Packers. Yeah.
2: They have, I saw, I don't know the number offhand, but it's north of $20 million.
1: It's just over twenty.
2: Of a of a fifth year option to commit to on love this off season, so he this is he's going into his fourth year and you have to make pull that trigger. So I mean I you know that's still a first round pick, and if you commit to that, I mean that that doesn't have to be for this year, obviously, but you know you would think maybe that means next year if they if they take that on.
3: Yeah, it's I mean he looked he looked good. Or good. I mean if, if you're confident that he can play, it makes all the sense in the world to do exactly what Ted Thompson did in 2008. Um, yeah, I mean, like Charles Woodson said, like we, we saw it in practice. Uh, Aaron's turned it up on the scout team, and we, we had a really good defense. Everybody kind of knew. So they, they know if Jordan Love is good at practice, and I've, I've talked to a few players, and they say he's really good. I mean, Darius Slay for the Eagles said it look, he looked like a young Aaron Rodgers in that game. I think there's enough signs there to ripped the band-aid off i i get it from a pr pr standpoint the last two years you didn't want to be the team and the president and the gm that traded a hall of famer but i think fans are kind of sick of it and i think logic tells you it's it's the right thing to do um you know it was still a mistake to give him that contract and they could have they could have gotten a, a russell wilson like hall and then some so it was a missed opportunity but better late than never
1: Tyler, always a pleasure. Really good stuff today. And XFL next weekend, by the way. Uh, no days off. XFL starting up. That'll be exciting. Have a safe trip home and enjoy the rest of your time out there.
3: Hey, Mike, Chris. Really, really appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so much, guys. All
1: right. And thanks, Tyler. Especially he um, – I didn't know that he was on on Friday. I was off Friday. I'm like, you know, you're out there. You wanna You want to chat? And, like, he had almost no time to do that. I tried to get him – for friday and he was flying out and just it like he still made it work t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network
0: from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. So
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I I would talk to Tyler, you know, every other day if we could.
1: Not every day.
2: <laughs> no, not every day. Every, every
1: other day. Every yeah. other.
2: I got to give him a little break.
1: We, both, we all need a break. Yep. Yeah. All right. We've got Ross Tucker and Aaron Schott still to come today. Maybe we'll hear from Paul. There's some Sabre stuff with Kevin Adams having a press conference today, and we expect to be able to play some or all of that by the end of the show. Mike Schopen, and the Bulldog here. Who wins the Super Bowl? 803-0550. Who do you want to have win the Super Bowl? Who should Bulldog bet on? These questions and more as we continue after sports here on WGR.
4: What Kevin Adams is doing right now is, in my opinion, the best way to do it because then you end up maybe having a contract like Nathan McKinnon making $6.4 million and being the second-best player in the NHL, right? So maybe you can hit a couple of grand slam on those.
1: Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs. And Marty Baran, by the way. I haven't
2: thought about him in a long
1: time. Marty me neither, man. What happened to that guy? I never no, the, hear his voice.
2: The Sabers have been on break.
1: What What happened to Marty? He must have just moved on, left hockey, and living on a ranch somewhere. Hopefully, he's happy. I don't know. I hear from Marty sometimes, and it's always a treat. Just like yeah, same same here. He'll same here. he'll be listening, and he'll be like, "Oh, you are so wrong about that," or or <laughs> vice versa. Such a such a gem.
2: He's a good, dude. Yeah.
1: Watching the golf?
2: Uh, not yet. My my guy uh, doesn't tee off in, you know, in about five minutes, so I'll get there. I'm Who'd on that? I'm on Hovland this week. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've had I've had a pretty good you know what I mean. Rom crashed and burned, but it still was you know there was an opportunity to get money out of that ten dollar bet. And then last week I had the winner, but I bailed out. So I'm I'm I don't know, I'm feeling pretty confident with the golf.
1: One bet, Hovland One to bet. win. Yep. Did you even do like make the cut or anything?
2: No, just
1: just Hovland to win
2: hobbling to win plus plus three thousand. i think that is
1: about the same as last week
2: yep so i'm well we'll see wow i did i did when we started i thought ooh, the golf started and i went well i looked at my bet and there was a cash out already and it was like about whatever like seven bucks lower than the amount i threw in i'm like well what happened already um like is he playing Uh, no he didn't start yet
1: what what might that be? So it's top players it, playing well.
2: The lead the lead is already minus four, I think five. Uh, so round mm-hmm. well, five, okay, yeah. When I looked, it was four. So that that probably is what that is. Um, but you know, he hasn't played yet, so.
1: But if you had like no names up there, yeah, that might be different. Yeah, might be different. Like Shoffley yeah. is up there. Yeah. All right. It's this all,
2: all of this the golf the golf has been teaching me, like, just they will really. They will. I mean, go figure. They will really try to get you on that cash out, like especially with Rom. When when Rom was in position, he was never in the lead, but he was like two strokes back late Friday before the final round on Saturday. And as when we talked about it in the six o'clock hour that Friday, the buyout was one seventy one twenty nine. I remember the number because I saw it so for so long, and I said it a few times. (laughs) <laughs> then Friday's round ended right round three ended the final round coming up the next day as soon as the round ended, the buyout and he was still in the same spot two strokes back. the buyout was went down to like 125 was 130 dollars and it fluctuated all night every time i, I wasn't like just in there staring at it but when I would look at it, it at first it dropped by like 50 bucks and then it fluctuated five or ten dollars all night until saturday right before they were about to tee off it went back up to 17129 so like what are they doing there they're hoping i didn't know it was 17129 early friday night that i didn't look and now i'm looking you know later at night or early saturday morning and it's one and, and someone might still go oh you know i'll take 125 out of that
1: I'm you know I, I have a theory that's probably wrong go on alcohol
2: they think that what what?
1: So if this were a a consideration that your clients drink at night, mm-hmm. would they be expecting you to take a lower number at night because you're drinking, or would it be would that would the logic work better the other way around? Like, no, oh no, no. I'm not taking a cash out, like you're two, three beers in and like the does the cash out become less appealing when you're drunk?
2: Hmm. I, I don't i don't know but i like how you're working here um i i don't know what the motivation would be i mean there isn't any i i think it's just simply hey we offered this guy 17129 maybe he didn't see it <laughs> so well they're just, offering lots of
1: people the same number r- well, mean, right.
2: so let, let's just lower it in in the hope that maybe they don't know that it's because what i okay. did when i and i ended up not taking it anyways all right but I, when I saw it go down, I thought, that's going to go. I was thinking, you you had a friend who said, wait until even the back nine, right? And it turned out ROM wasn't relevant by the back nine. So you need to stay in it for that to work. When I saw it get lower with nothing happening in the tournament, I mean, the tournament was dark for hours, and the money was lower than it had been after it finished, I thought, by the time they are ready to play again, it'll be right back where it was. So... I think they're just hoping that you don't know that. So let's just lower it, and maybe a bunch of people will take it. And you know, and it turns out in this case they got they would have gotten beat on that because Rom didn't pay at all. But anyway, I just I just think they're expecting maybe that you don't know that it was as high as it was at one point.
1: I guess uh, I can't explain it. Maybe that's right. My friends and I have a not friends plural. Like I'm thinking of one guy in particular. So draft season. Which of course is all year, but when fantasy football like sort of ramps up July, August and these sites we play on, there's drafts all the time. Like whatever night you know, time time of day you want to do it. You can sign up in the morning and it's a slow draft, so you get hours to pick, or you know, seven at night, eight at night, nine and ten, eleven, whatever. And last summer I started to pick the the latest the latest ones, thinking that I might have an edge against well, I know a couple of uh People in particular who this might apply to, that just sort of it's late and you're just you're you've you've been drinking and like oh why not it's only two hundred bucks you know whatever (laughs) and so if I've got even one guy in that room who is that way that's good for me that's good for me the challenge is not being that guy right the challenge is okay I signed up for an eleven o'clock draft I'm usually in bed by ten fifteen. What is the, how am I going to make it? I'll just have another beer and then make sure I can stay up till 11. You know, you sort of eat and drink yourself to stay awake. Right. And then you have defeated the purpose. Yes. The, the strategy you've, you've is. You've
2: eliminated your edge with your own you, actions. You
1: have, yeah. you have gone the other way. Yeah. But we did that a couple times last year. I did. Like, let's take the 11 o'clock. I mean, is, is it more plus EV to draft late at night? It seemed like maybe it was. But I don't know. I didn't, didn't check the data. So if the Bills don't draft B. John Robinson, why will it be? Will he have been picked already? Will they have picked a wide receiver who grades out just as well or better? Like would because I don't see the Bills as uh like staunchly opposed. I mean they it's the first round and they haven't done that. But they've often been rumored to do that. You can tell me that's just a big game they're playing. Um, They've drafted him early enough, though, that I think, and it looks like still it's an area of their team they probably want to be better at. If they don't draft B. John Robinson, why will they not have?
2: Because they're not stupid. Hmm. I think is what I want to say. Interesting. Um, And and I know that that positions me as having to defend calling them stupid if they do it. I, I mean, so... I'm exaggerating here. I mean, I I don't want to rule anything out, but I, I decided at some point this year that almost all, if not all, of the rumors connecting them to any of these running backs, whether that's in the draft or even trades Barkley McCaffrey is just us us the media people who do mock drafts people who follow it just just connecting dots they 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 don't have a big time running back they've got this fully formed team and maybe they think that's the missing piece They've, they've been falling short so i mean i get it but i've never really thought that there was any kindling any smoke anything around the bills that i believe to be credible that would have them taking any of these people
1: bean did say he called on mccaffrey didn't he i think he did i think he said he called sure. a- about him i don't know about barkley i don't know wouldn't that be sort of a disqualifying point if that were true that like he's at least why would he why would he care well, let's what, see what it costs well if it it's going to cost at least something significant, and if you disliked the idea,
2: you wouldn't bother. I think, no, I think it depends on the cost. Um, but you know, th- there was a contract there too. Um, I, I, I just, I uh, to me, that is uh, that's like it's perfunctory to me calling about a guy. You know, it's every GM in the league wants to like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm always looking to improve my team, so I just. Okay. I'll believe it. I, I at some point, while I, I, it it was a day, you know, when you're talking and talking, when one of us is off, like I was one day in the fall around the trade deadline, <laughs> you just sort of get to somewhere, and as you're talking, you go, you know, I think I like this as an idea and as something to say, and I'm gonna say it. Well, and so I did. Like I don't, I don't believe any of it. I'll believe that they are gonna heavily invest in running back when they actually do it, because to me, a third round pick doesn't really qualify. I apologize. There is a fire truck right at the corner of my street here, if you can hear that. Um,
1: yes, we can hear that.
2: So I, I just, I'll believe it when I see it. And that, the, you know, that doesn't mean they won't do it, but I just think a lot of it is just, it's just guesswork. You know, it's, oh, you see this Daniel Jeremiah picks that says the Bills are going to draft a running back. And then we all start talking about it. And then there's all this chatter about it. And it just grows and grows and grows to the point where we're talking literally every day about whether they're going to draft a running back or not. And, you know, the Bills might be sitting over there going, no, we're drafting a fat guy. Shut up. I, well, I don't couple, know.
1: Mar- a couple things, a couple things. Heavily invested is a relative term. I would say they've already heavily invested at running back, a collection of players, you know, a trade. All that—it's uh, just not the first round. It's not a whale. M- McCaffrey's a whale. Barkley is a whale. They—they they haven't done that. So would Brees Hall have been a whale like mm-hmm. that? I-, I see where the line is drawn in-, in terms of that. Also, to me, and i, I want to think you'd agree. There's a very significant difference between conjecture and mock drafts from people that we know are like not exactly plugged in, and you know what seem more in the, along the lines of credible. Reports that the bills are interested, or for that matter, the GM of the team saying he showed interest in the player. Like those, there's a very there's a sliding scale mm-hmm. of how reputable the thing is. No, when you and I are talking about it, it maybe if we're doing it a lot, it builds some momentum toward it. But that's meaningless. I mean, that's not.
2: It should be, but I don't think it is. For the discourse, for the conversation, I think it grows. It grows it into a truth, I, I think, or it can um i i just i so i don't think a lot a lot of fans are just are, are that discerning about it well they what? might they might think someone from the NFL network doing a mock draft who mocks the bills a, a running back a highly rated running back knows something other than just you know looking at rosters and trying to figure out like who okay. may, who's a fit that's fine um, that's fine so i i i'm very skeptical and will be throughout this. I mean, I'm going to be difficult about it because I, there is a chance they could do it. You know, they have a need at the position now, I I think, right? If they don't keep Singletary, they're at James Cook and Naheem Hines for five million bucks almost. So I don't think Hines is even going to be in the picture, at least not at that salary. So you, you could look at their team and their lack of success in the playoffs like getting to the to the stated goal and go they're derrick henry away from from doing that so maybe they should try to find Derek henry
1: a lot of people will say that more yeah. than ever more yeah. than ever and there's the draft and you know free agency there'll be cuts there's a lot you know we we talk about it it's fun we play with it it's really good too <laughs> it's it's also really good like i i don't know if they would have drafted etn But I bought that they might have Mm -hmm. in that draft when it was Rousseau. That's right, isn't it? Yes. But ETN went in front of them. And I predict Robinson will go in front of them uh, if they're at 27. That's my guess at this point. Um, Okay, well.
2: I'm inclined to agree with that, too. I mean, I said the thing about because they're not stupid. But I, I think this guy seems to me, from what I've read already about him, to be a better prospect than Brees Hall? Is that...
1: Yes, yes.
2: And so, for him to get that far into the first round, I think would be maybe surprising. Mike, Even show... with all this, running backs don't matter chatter that there is around the league.
1: Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here for your thoughts. 803-0550. This is WGR. Mike Schoep the Bulldog. Ross Tucker at 530 today. A little later than usual. Aaron Schatz still to come as well. And we'll hear from Kevin Adams at his press conference from earlier today. The Sabres play the Flames Saturday afternoon. Quick thought on hockey. I've been so Super Bowl and football-minded here. Never got to the Sabres yesterday that I can remember. And now we have another big trade. The Islanders had made their move, and now the Rangers acquire Vladimir Tarasenko today. I don't think they paid very much. So I like the trade for the Rangers. They also have St. Louis keep half the salary if that matters. Um is he still good?
2: I mean, we'll see. He had, he had I think he was productive after he came back from injury last year, but this year hasn't gone as well. Um but yeah, I mean I I like it too. I think it's a I think it's it could be a real significant piece. Um and I'm I'm just sort of curious to see him like he's he he's reunited with Panarin. Like they they were on that World Junior team that played here in two thousand ten eleven and won with Kuznetsov and Dmitry Orlov and there's a few other NHLers on that team that, that were on that team. So I, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm into this trade. Like for interest in the league and I think um I think he could he could be impactful. I'm not positive, but I I like it. I also think. I mean, with St. Louis keeping half the money, I mean, there was no way the Rangers could make the trade otherwise uh, without giving up something really valuable to make room money-wise on their roster. Um, I don't think they paid much at all either. So it's I think it's a strong move, and you know, the Islanders have won a couple in a row since they came back, so they're ahead of the Sabres by three points now. Penguins won in overtime the other night. Washington's standing still, so that hasn't changed. If that's the team you're targeting. They're still four points ahead. Right. and. They've played four fewer now than the Islanders. Same number as Pittsburgh. And the
1: Rangers really are not in the the no. Sabres conversation. Just no. you know, an Eastern team adding uh, adding a player. Here's CJ with us. Hi, CJ.
4: Hey guys. Hey, uh, real quick. So I know we we have a defensive minded head coach, and we have a defensive coordinator that are both you know pretty decent. Why I, I I'm trying to figure out why Brandon Bean drafts so much balance. When we, I think we need to front-load offense because I think two defensive-minded head coaches or coaches should be able to scheme the defense because that's your specialty. And we have so much turnover with the offensive coordinator that you should help our offensive coordinator, who is in the second year in a pass happy league. We should go all offense because we are one digs injury away from being the Baltimore Ravens, a really predictable offense and no receivers. I don't mm-hmm. want to be that team. What I'm saying is just like just keep going offense. The it, it, worst thing that could happen is Ken Dorsey can mess up, and the offense is so set that they can actually fix it. It's proven that he can't use McKenzie, which I think we, we should be able to. We can't throw screens, we should be able to. We can't go deep, and Gabe Davis has taught us. You know, he he if you use them right, you can go deep. I'm just saying I I don't think we're front heavy anywhere on this offense.
1: Yeah, uh, as far as talent. I, 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 I'm 100% with you. It's time. It's time. I mean, there have been arguments to do different things in the draft. Not everything has been a disaster or anything like that. It, the team's been really good, as we all know. But it's time to really hammer that, I think. I, I agree.
2: S- same here. Yeah. I mean, I, I and, and with that said, I would be stunned if maybe even the first two, even three picks aren't on the offensive side of the ball this year.
1: Let's go. More on that and the running back stuff we were talking about a bit ago when we return. We'll break up the 5 o'clock hour, not that you necessarily care, a little bit differently today because of Ross' schedule. We want to make sure we have enough time to, you know, sometimes you talk to Ross and you're, it's 12 minutes in and he's, we're still on gravy or something. Like, you gotta <laughs> got to make sure we we leave room for Ross.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without autopay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits will all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.